Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the V to my Red Bull, Mr. Kale Adam Yan. Going very well, Govinda. How are you today? Oh, <laughs> let's... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, how am I going today? Good deflect. I actually was expecting you to take the lead on this one, but I guess it's me. Uh, today is what... Today is what I call, and I have been calling outwardly to everyone who's asked me, today is the darkest timeline mm. of the uh, multiverse that is Govinda's life. Mm. Why is that, Govinda? I'll play along. Why is that? Why are you so sad? Oh, you're so kind. Oh, so kind, Kale. Oh, I, I like that you care, and that's why this works. I've had to hear about it for 15 minutes before we started rolling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> I just came off about 20 days of leave, and today mm. was my first day back at work. It was rough. It's a rough like, time. Mentally rough. Like, I just, I got there and immediately was not there. Someone asked me, they're like, oh, you're back. And I said, only physically. <laughs> <laughs> Spiritually, emotionally. Mentally, I'm not I'm here. so much further away from this place than you could imagine. <laughs> okay, look, it's, it's a hard time to uh, come back to the workplace after a blessed time away. Yeah, look, give me a week just to get through this muck and mire and I'll come out the <laughs> other side just fine. But I miss holidays because I'm not on them now. And it's mm. kind of like when you it's kind of like when you get sick and you're like, "Oh, I took being healthy for granted. Oh, I should never have done that. I'll appreciate it now." I didn't appreciate the holidays until they were gone. What did you do? Cuz we've talked about this. You came up and saw me at the very start and then I think you've just been radio silent. I don't I don't know what you do with yourself. Kale, there's been a lot going on. Um, Has there? It doesn't just a lot sound. of chilling, dude. Just like uh. Just look, I've just been <laughs> chilling, dude. No, no, I went, I went to Dreamworld the other day. Jesus, I didn't I know that. Fun. Yeah, I know. How would you? We don't talk until we do a podcast. Were you Because every time we do talk, every time we do talk, we're like, oh, wait, wait, save it, save it for the podcast. <laughs> save that fucking gold. <laughs> don't you, don't fucking talk to me. You're going to save it. It's gold. Uh, so I went to Dreamworld the other day and that was Sorry, fun. Sorry, if I could, especially... if I could, oh. uh, quick question. Were you concerned that you would die on one of the rides? So funny you say that. Is I it did funny? Die. And that's why this is the darkest timeline, because this is the timeline where I survived, but I can feel that another part of me in another dimension died on a ride. Mm. No, it's actually interesting. So as most people would know in Australia, someone died at Dreamworld, or many people died at Dreamworld on the uh, Whitewater Rapids ride. <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at that. It's just, what a ridiculous statement to say the Whitewater right? Rapids. It sounded fucking brutal too. Um, but funnily enough, they've literally like pretended that whole section of the park doesn't exist, and now that whole western side of the park is gone, obliterated, Which, doesn't exist. In hindsight, I definitely remember going there, and there's that uh, like the minecart ride that didn't feel safe. That never felt safe to me. It was too rattly. Oh, uh, there's a couple of rattles though. Like there's a few rattly ones. It really puts things into perspective when a horrific tragedy happens at your local theme park. So it was a Friday. School holidays were over. And it was dead, like so dead, which was sick because we cleared the park in like two hours. Then we had lunch and then we cleared it again. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Lined up for nothing. And it's crazy because I almost feel like it takes almost a little bit away from the park because there's not like, 
the energy of having crowds there and people screaming on all the rides around you. We would just get there, we'd get on a ride, and we'd be done in like a minute, and we'd be like, oh. Okay, well, next one. And then I think about it, because you're walking up through the lines, but the lines are all short because there's no one there. Literally, like, front of the line instantly every time. But I see on the markings, like, on the side, on the walls, like, one hour from this point. Mm. And I just think of, like, there's a ride called the Buzzsaw. It's very fun. I enjoyed it a lot. But it goes for (laughs) 45 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And the thought of waiting one hour to get on a ride that goes for 45 seconds breaks me. I'm not a really big fan of theme parks. You don't like fun. I don't like fun, and the no, other thing is... you're not a big is... fun guy. You just like to play, sit in your room and play games. <laughs> yeah, which is great for this podcast, and uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think I'm scared of most rides as well. That's a big component of it. That's the you draw, know, right? No, it's, a, it's a thrill ride. I don't it's want thrills. It's exhilarate you and pump adrenaline through your veins. That's what... Better than any Red Bull or you'll ever have. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nothing is better than pure adrenaline. Were you there that infamous day, and this is getting... <laughs> This is meant to be a show about PlayStation. I waited in line for a wet and wild ride with, uh, you know, mutual friends of ours. Probably for like 40 minutes. And we got right to the top. It was like a big, scary water water slide. And I just had like a panic attack and I couldn't handle it. So I, I walked down past everyone that was lining up and like with, again, mutual friends of ours laughing at me all the way down and pointing out the children and like small, small kids who were like happily excited, <laughs> ready to go. On. And rightly so. Yeah. And rightly so you should be embarrassed just get on it and do it it was that one yeah anyway. better to do it than live in the fear of it kale or what if you die horrifically in the gears of the machine <laughs> like, it's a water slide there are no gears well you just go what? down dude into a puddle gravity is a cruel mistress uh but anyway look i don't know great time. okay so that uh, was like i a enjoyed tiny my holidays. party holiday <laughs> It was tiny. I, I went to like a winery and played some golf a couple of times. Like it's called super golf. It's like child's golf. Think mini golf, mm. but you have the equivalent of like a, a, a mini golf driver and a mini golf wedge. So you're actually playing mm. like a full course, but you can't hit everything as far. And it's more so, if, I don't know. It's really good if you're bad at golf. It's a great time. Had fun. Yeah, right. I was going to say Highly this recommend. All, all sounds quite bougie until we got to the, the super golf, which sounds very white trash. <laughs> You wouldn't understand, dude. <laughs> All right. You don't like sports, and that's it. And don't tell me you like tennis, because you don't. I love tennis. I'm just too lazy to play. <laughs> Did you watch Wimbledon? I watched highlights. No, tennis goes didn't. for too don't long. Don't lie to me about this. Yeah, I, I watch it clips. It does. On a random... Okay, final like tangent. Isn't it crazy how long they play tennis for? Oh, yeah. Think about how quickly we wilt and fail. And we play for like two hours. Yeah. And that's like decent. And they're playing double that, if not more. And we also take breaks and like sit and like fill your water bottle. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm done now. Uh, my holidays were fantastic. Going back to work was absolutely depressing. Like, honestly, minor depression this morning getting up and going to work. <laughs> It's Nothing serious, but enough that I was like, this is intense. That's a tough feeling. I got to say, my um, closest example of this, me and my wife changed cities a couple of years ago, and we made the fucking fantastic decision to go to Thailand for two months before this. And we just went, and we literally sat there, and we did nothing. We just ate, and we read, and we worked out, and we just wandered around. And then having to like come back to Australia, move into a house, and find a job again was like <sighs> just the worst. It's almost like we aren't meant to work full time. It's like it's not Whose idea normal. was this? 
it came out of like the industrial revolution and they're like, you know what? I think 40 hours is a good amount of time that you should spend just doing the worst job to get paid so you can live. And that was a massive improvement over what came before the, the previous 10,000 years it, of human history. But I'm just thinking that now is about time that we come up with another improvement, which in my mind is like a no more than a four day work week, six hours yeah, a day. It's, it's working in uh, Norway or some fucking other Scandinavian uh, honestly, situation. Honestly, like I talk to people who work in offices and they, they're like, oh, two days three hours of my day I'm doing nothing yeah cut that shit out let me just be at home and then just cut a whole day out because we don't need five days like Friday's a write-off so you might as well get rid of Fridays yeah Monday to Thursday I'm all for it I worked in an office where this was like an open secret like people would you would just do your work and then you just like get up and kind of like walk around the cubicles and just be like well that's pretty much me done today <laughs> like that's uh what are we having for lunch I'm here but I'm not here if you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> I think we should start a petition for a four-day work week mandated by the government. It'd be a beautiful thing. It's never going to happen, but... It'd Not be with this government. <laughs> Am I right? Don't bring your fucking politics into my show, Govinda. I don't want to hear your thoughts. I love Scott Ooh. Morrison. <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to cut that out. I just want to... Fucking... Stick... Do you want that to be on the record? It was clearly sarcastic. I want a vaccine and he won't give me one. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's... <laughs> we're just going to leave everything that just happened alone. And yeah, we're going to move into what we've been playing. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the lead here, Kale. Oh, I'm wow. take the lead here because I, I had an interesting week and I just fucking didn't know what to play after I platinumed uh, Outer Worlds. And I just was going through my like games that I had and I was like, I don't know, like, I want something that feels like it's like on a PS5 and I, I don't know, I just don't, I just don't want to play a PS4 game. I thought about playing Red Dead again. Oh, big commitment. But it's just 30 frames and it is fucked. Is it? It's still, there's no they PS5 version. There's no update. So I couldn't do that. I couldn't bring myself to do it. But then I remembered that I had Control, like the definitive edition of Control. Um, yeah. Third person action game by Remedy Entertainment. Uh, and I started playing that again. I'm actually having a great time. I actually, maybe it just wasn't the right time when I started it initially, but I've been enjoying that quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know what changed. I, I will say there is a few things that really bug me about it. Things I like first, right? Yeah, Actual, let's start like, positive. Combat. Start positive. <laughs> Combat's fantastic. I actually really enjoy it. Once you start unlocking things and getting different weapons and kind of just like, I don't know, just, it's very action-y and fun and you're just throwing shit at people and eventually you're throwing people at people. It's a good yeah. time. Like, I just like the, the setting, like this uh, like secret US government agency. That's, it reminds me a lot of like Fringe, the TV series. I love Fringe. We used to watch I that know, together, right? didn't oh, we? At least the start of Fringe. Then they went to the second universe and the evil versions and I was checked out. It's like Heroes. Yeah, I bad. loved Heroes until they were like, ooh, you're an evil hero Nakamura. I'm like, I'm, I'm out. I'm not yeah, doing no, this. this is... It's like it's the death of creativity. Once you've started bringing yeah. in parallel evil versions oh, of characters. Yeah, it's... absolutely. I think uh, Fringe was best when it was like episodic, like Monster of the Week stuff. Yeah. Kind yeah. of like X-Files. Um, but it also has an X-Files vibe, like very supernaturally, like weird phenomenon that are like breaking the laws of reality. And it's just, it's a good time and it's interesting enough and the story's interesting and I want to know what's happening and what's going on with her brother. I'm interested. There's not enough to do between the story is a problem. Yeah, okay. Like between okay. like, it's literally like you go into a room, you kill some stuff, you cleanse it. You go to another room, you kill some stuff, you cleanse it. Between that, you... It's almost like the only puzzle in the game is figuring out how to read the map. Oh, that map is atrocious. And then you've also got like just infinite collectibles. Like, oh, there's just like 400 collectibles or more. I don't know how many there are. I'm making this number up. I got a bronze trophy for collecting 80 items. Yeah. 
80 is too many in a whole game, let alone like a bronze trophy for like, oh, you've got some of them. This might come down to just a difference of personality, but here's the crucial question. Are you reading everything you're picking up? The dossier, the files, the folders, if you will? No, is the answer. I'm not. You are fucking up. <laughs> I mean, no, you do you. But for me, I actually loved those. Like, that's the bet, like the redacted reports of like mm. other... I've read some. Like, don't get me wrong, I've read some. But yeah. I think it's an overwhelming amount of stuff to read. It certainly And that gets... was part of my problem. Yeah, it certainly gets to be too much. But I mean, I'll give you my thoughts on the game in a second. But I like, for as far as I got, that was like my favorite thing. More than the story. I just liked the reports and like all the goings mm, on. Okay, look, maybe I'll read a few more. It's just, it's too many. Like everywhere I... In every room, there's like five things to get and like, uh, it's just too much. And eventually I'm like, I just don't, I don't care. I don't care enough to go through and read hundreds of pages of these random documents that people made. So I like watching like the videos that pop up when you get into like certain research labs. You mean uh, Dr. Darling. That's who uh, pops up in those little live action videos. Yeah, that's who I mean. But look, it's a lot of fun. I just, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I want more. I'd be interested more. to know, how far are you? I can I say any can I I don't know how to say this without spoiling it. I, I just I'm literally area I'm, I guess like the I'm about like... to actually see her brother. Oh, that's way further than I ever got. I think. Oh, okay, yeah. So I've gone through like all of maintenance. Essentially, yep. I had to get a prism thing so I could get more of the. I forget what they're called. They're like those things that they wear to protect them from the the hiss. Yes. Yep. Yep. So I know there's like a manufacturing plant, and you need to get something to make more of them. So I went and got that, and then finally the lady who knows told me like, "Oh, this is where your brother is," and you go and tells you more about that whole situation as well. And now yep. I think I'm on my way to go actually f- try and find him. It's interesting because I've found myself in a similar mood and I couldn't think of anything to play and I've, I've actually tried to play Control three times and I burn out around maintenance every single time and I don't know what it is, Ooh. but I've made the executive decision that I, I can't play it again. I, I meant to bring this up last week too. I, I told you I was going to try out uh, Doom Eternal. Same thing. I've tried that game three times now. I lose steam. It's done. I'm not going back to it anymore. It's... I have to move on. <laughs> I think about it and I'm like, what is it that I want that's missing? And I don't know what that is. And it's the same thing with like a Doom sort of game. Because the first Doom I couldn't finish. Yeah. And I think it's just, a, it kind of always to me ends up feeling a little monotonous. Just walking into a room, killing a bunch of enemies, going to the next room. They spawn, yeah. you kill them. And you just kind of repeat the cycle again and again. And just like, there's something that I want that's more than that. And that's probably why I end up going to these like action role-playing sort of games where I feel like there's other things to do. Yeah. And this is partly why I said first-person shooter, single player is not my vibe. Yeah, that's fair. It can get very samey very quickly. I think the reason that the Modern Warfare, like Call of Duty Modern Warfare campaign was good was because it was short and each mission was very unique. Yeah. Like you're doing something very different. Like one's you're like a SWAT team going at nighttime through a thing and one's a stealth mission and one's like a... You're just, you're getting sniped at and you've got to get through these snipers. Like, it's all very, very different. Whereas Control right now very much just feels like, oh, all these enemies you fought in the last room, they're also in this room. So you can clear them out as well. And then every, like, 10 rooms, I'll introduce one new enemy type, you know? (laughs) I just, I don't know why, but I just remembered exactly where I stopped playing. It was that puzzle with the five machines and you've got to, like, put the pieces of paper in the right machine and, like, rotate them or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? I I do know what you're talking about. I just did that. And how did that, how did that get you? I I just couldn't do it. And I refused to look it up because I was like, I should be able to figure this out. And I just couldn't. I did it first go. Well, (laughs) 
Look at the fucking brain on this guy then. No, no, it's really obvious. Even to the point where the the NPC that's with you in the room is like, this is what you do. (laughs) Maybe not in such clear terms. But there's all the whiteboards (laughs) around that just have like one to five. And they'll have some things that are crossed out and some that are not crossed out. And you just put them in the corresponding numbers. I will say that is one of the coolest... Oh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. But that is one of the coolest things about that game is the um, diegetic. That's the uh, my new word of the week. The uh, storytelling you see in the environment. Like, yeah, the notes scribbled on whiteboards that are just, like, in the room. Like, you can actually mm. see where the characters are, like... It's like Bioshock. Like, you can kind of, yeah. yeah, see the oh, stories. No, it's, look, it's really good. And I, Although I will say that it's it has to be that way for the physics because obviously you're, like, you're levitating things and throwing objects at people... But you walk into a room and you accidentally bump into like a table and the enti- everything on the table is like <laughs> toppling over and like flying around the room. I'm like, whoa, yes. whoa, whoa, <laughs> settle down. <laughs> Ease up. It's funny because that was such like a graphical powerhouse when it came out. But that was quite a budget game, I believe. Like AAA, oh, I didn't but like, realize. yeah, I think it was like $20 million. I see a remedy and I assume it's really good. Yeah, yeah, no, I think they made that on like a... Like, I, I don't know if that's a budget game. <laughs> 20 million's pretty decent. It's below a AAA budget, like well below like a, yeah. you know, the 100 million. I, I don't know, I just, I see a remedy and I think like they did like what, Alan Wake and like some Max Payne games and yeah. uh, what was Quantum Break, that Xbox exclusive that they had, which I think probably has a similar vibe in terms of like powers and, and whatnot. Yeah. But, but look, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm not going to not keep playing it. So Yeah, I'd be interested that. to see you, you bring it home. For me, I think... I'm just trying to do this thing where I ruin things for myself so that I'll never go back to them. So maybe I'll just read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> because you have a terrible habit of just rebuying and half playing games yes. again and again. Yeah, it, I do, and it's uh, you're a fucking grim. monster. Speaking of which, would you like to know what I've been playing all week? Um, ah, yeah, sure, I guess. Yeah, thank you. It's a push and pull <laughs> this relationship, isn't it? So Plague Tales still awesome, still good. So I haven't put too much more time into it. I'm about halfway through, I believe. Still good. Definitely want to see it through. And if anything, I'm more into the story. It's just that, like yourself, I've found myself wanting more. And that more that I want uh, was, <laughs> it turns out, a hardcore turn-based RPG known as Divinity Original Sin 2, which, like Control, I've actually bounced off several times before. And you and I have played it, but something... Oh, sorry. I can't believe you did this to me, dude. <laughs> I can't Look, believe that you've gone and just started playing this without me. That's fucked. And I don't know if I can keep this podcast up with you. Like, I just, I'm going to have to fucking cut and run, dude. That's the deepest betrayal. Are you ready for the greatest betrayal, though? Oh, you deleted our save. No, I didn't. Oh, it'll be on the cloud. It's certainly not on my it should, PS. It shouldn't be on the cloud. I've had to format it. We played it on your PS5. It should be on the you cloud. You did format it. It should be on the cloud then. Yeah, fair. Anyway, none of this matters because I'm playing some four-dimensional chess here, Govinda. I need us to play through it because I want this platinum. Do you know why I want this platinum? Why? 0.6%. No. What, there's no way you're getting this platinum. And you know what? I'm not going to play with you. 0.6%. Does your platinum hinge on playing with someone? It doesn't. I could do it without you. <laughs> I could just do another. Anyway, look, it's a great game and this would be a long-term project. This is meant to be like upwards of 100 hours to get it. You're right. It's very difficult. But- yeah, I was going to say, it just just the game alone, just understanding the basics of just like moving and interacting yeah. and playing the game is so deep that I'm really struggling to think that you're ever going to get this platinum. I've probably played it for more than 50 hours over the... It came out like four years ago. Yeah, since then... Uh, but it's it's one of those games, kind of like Civilization VI, actually, like where something kicks in after the 50-hour mark and you're like, oh, I get it now. I think I've learned the basics of this game. 
<laughs> so yeah, I think this one will just be quietly in the background. But if I could get this, Kavinda, it's one of the rarer platinum trophies from what I can see. I'm literally trying to look up the rarest platinum trophies right now. So the, the real kicker here, Kavinda, imagine this. So to the hardest trophy is honor mode difficulty, which is an Iron Man ultra hard thing where if you die, it deletes your save. That's <laughs> the one... That That's will break fucking me. brutal. Dude. It is brutal. It is brutal. But of course, there are guides now, and there's ways to do it. But it's um, I mean, yeah, it it's rare for a reason. But it's a game I think I like enough to stick with and at least you know fiddle around. I I could come back next week and say, look, it broke me. This isn't happening. Yeah, I'm expecting that too. <laughs> but again, you said it's a long play, so it doesn't actually have to break you. You just need to like commit that it's to do it. You need to commit the time and just be like, it's not going to happen for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, this is like a 40, 50, 60 hour game each playthrough. I'm going to have to do three playthroughs, but also like The Outer Worlds, it can be beaten in like three or four hours if you know what you're doing. No, but this, this gets to a point where it just doesn't seem fun anymore. Well, that's the thing. I've had such a good time all week. Like Until you get to the point where you're really grindy. Yeah. Because I think of it, like, even Outer Worlds towards the end, I was like, this is, like, pushing yeah. my fun limit. Like, this is where I'm like, I. it's not even a fun in anymore. It's more of just, like, a challenge. Like, I just have to get this done and now yeah. it's almost work. To move it along. Well, I think that's it. I don't want to put too much pressure on it. This is just something that I can quietly drop in the background if it's not working, but... It's holding me for now, and, um, yeah, the other thing is, this is a really fucking good game. Like, the story is really well done. Yeah, I was just looking to, like, maybe buy it, and then I realized it was still $85 somehow, which... That's insane. Seems ridiculous for, to, to me for a game If you ever, old, If you ever, like, like, if it does go on sale, though, we could play it. That's the thing, like, the co-op is awesome in it. Yeah, I feel like you're using me now. I Also, <laughs> like, if we're gonna... <laughs> I see what you're doing. Oh, dude, my birthday's coming up. You already got your present. What do I get? Uh, we can't tell you. I can't, I can't tell you what you get on the air. It was illegal. Oh, Jesus. Well, <laughs> keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I don't know that I have too much more to say about it. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, just need to, I, need, I just need to play this game. Like, I'll play it with you, but not next to you. And that, that way you can't backseat game me because you're a, you're a backseat gamer. Well, the thing is, like, you're a little simple, and this is, like, a thinking no. man's game. No, no, so, I and don't the thing know. is, you were like, oh, you have to go over this way and do this. I'm like, no, dude, this is Dungeons & Dragons. I can do whatever the fuck I want, and you have to deal with that. <laughs> I hate it. You're just, like, frivolous things. You, you fritter away your time and energy, wasting mine. I can't even tell you the rabbit hole I've gone down this week about, like, builds and optimizations. That's what I needed. I needed something, like, hardcore. I needed a deep RPG. That was yeah. what was that, well, yeah, that's what I mean me. about control. I was like, there's something just like, it's too simple. Yeah, okay. Okay. I need something a little bit more heady. I mean, like, what are, what are we waiting for at the moment? It's like Ghost of Tsushima. I'll play that. I just want ghosts again. And if, oh, <laughs> Ikishima is meant to be like 15 to 20 hours long. Yeah, I did. I don't know if you, I mean, you definitely didn't. But you, you know, um, Brian Trophies, he does all the like trophy guides for uh, PlayStationTrophies.com. No, I He's don't like know the him dude. at all. You, you yeah, would have cool. used a million of his guides without knowing Almost anyway, certainly, yeah. He had a great tweet where it was like, yeah, 15 hours, that means four for, like, a regular gamer, like, maybe eight for, like, a complete 100%. Like, that 15 hours, there's no universe where that's what it actually is. Why not? 
Because it's marketing speak. It's it's a PR spin. Of course they want to tell you it's 15 to 20 hours long. They want you to spend $30 on it. I, would, I, I can it. imagine it's more like 10 to 15. We'll see. Like, I bet you're like... If, if it's just... four hours and they marketed it as 15 to 20, I'll be angry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For at least a moment in time. I mean, I guess we don't have too much longer to wait. But fuck, it is kind of grim, isn't it? That's why I've kind of delved back into my back catalogue. Like, now seems like a good time to put a disgusting amount of time into Divinity. Yeah, I just don't even know. I, I don't even know what to play. That's why I'm playing Control. It's not... Like, yeah. I don't even love it, but I'm like, this is fun enough that I... It's something to do. But then I was looking through what I had, and I was like, nothing. I don't want to play anything. I actually yeah. did start playing uh, Uncharted 3 again. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then I realized really quickly that Uncharted 3 was a PS3 game. That's correct, right? That is correct, yep. So I'm playing the Uncharted collection that Bluepoint like remastered and then it means that my save doesn't come through and my trophies don't come through (laughs) and so when i realized that i had to start my trophies from zero again i was yeah (laughs) i was (laughs) turned off to say the least Uh, it also is interesting to go back because it looks not i don't want to say bad but it's just funny like my memory is like fuck that game looked so fucking good and i went back and i was like oh I mean, it was it was a while ago. PS3. I honestly forgot that it was a PS3 game. I thought for sure PS4, but like what, uh, it just re- it means one, two, and three came out on PS3, and four was the only Uncharted on PS4. Yeah. Just really quickly, what year do you think Uncharted three came out in? Because I was a little bit surprised. I want to say two thousand and. 11? Yeah, that's right. A decade oh. old. Yeah, well, decade it feels old. it. I, okay, I say 2011 because I was I felt pretty confident about where I was in life when I was playing it, or at least where I was in life playing number two, yeah. and then I could then extrapolate that data into 2011 for three. And it, it feels it. It still like is fine, but it definitely just feels weird. And I started playing on Crushing, which was probably a mistake. It's always a mistake. Um, because obviously the only reason I was playing it was to <laughs> maybe get a platinum trophy. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Isn't I've accepted funny? that I'm just not going to do that. We've started podcasting again, and like the beast has awakened inside me. The the trophy beast. It's lame. I think dormant. to the point where I think my only way to get out of this is to, as the current leader in platinum mm. trophies, mm. I need to just give up and tell you that it's off and it's over. Yeah, you could do that real fucking dog move where you're like, "Oh, I don't even care about trophies." Anymore. No, well, that's <laughs> right. I think uh, doing that, doing that as the current leader is one thing, right? It's like quitting while you're ahead, as opposed to being like the the loser who's like, "Oh no, I don't care, man. I don't care." But you're like, "Yeah, well, you don't care because you're losing. I don't, I'm winning and I still don't care." So that's like the bigger man move, you know what I mean? All right. Well, look, I guess we'll find out, won't we? God, it would fucking keep you up at night if you knew I had one of the rarest platinum trophies ever. Wouldn't that just kill you? Wouldn't that crush you? You know what's interesting about this? Not as much as you'd think. Mm -hmm. For some reason, Outer Worlds (laughs) hurt more. Yeah, interesting. But like Divinity, I'm like, I'm not doing that, dude. And there's a reason it's that is that it's that low. Like Outer Worlds is a game you can finish. I literally finished the hardest difficulty in an hour and twenty minutes. Divinity is the deepest RPG game that I think you can probably get on PlayStation at the moment. Yeah, I'm just not going to do that. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's Uh, really random news, and this is. (laughs) This is even in your news, and it's. I'm just going to throw it out there just because I just thought of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura, the uh, creator of uh, Final Fantasy X. Yeah, that's right. Oh, actually, I should have added this. This was You should yeah. have added this. I uh, recently said that Final Fantasy X-3 is real. 
No, uh, that's not what he said. He didn't. Oh, he said it's not not real. <laughs> it was like such a fucking double negative. He said it's not impossible that they could make it. No, no, no. He says it's like scripted. Like they have a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they he have said a game, somewhere it exists. It exists, but yeah. it's not in production. And it yeah. probably, if it's ever going to be in production, won't be until Final Fantasy VII Remake is done, which is two more games. Yeah. So, look, let's be real. We're not seeing this for 15 years, probably. But, hey. Uh, another one for you. When do you think Final Fantasy X came out? 2004. 2001. Ah, oh, damn it. I fucked it. I this knew year? it was not 2004. I, knew, I have a vivid memory <laughs> of a friend having a PlayStation magazine in high school, in our yep. science class, and I was sitting and just absolutely frothing the article <laughs> about Final Fantasy X. Like, what a different time. Bunsen burners, Bunsen schmurners, man. Who gives a fuck? We were looking at this and just being like, look how good it looks. Oh my God, I can't wait. So good. What a what a time that was. It's funny because that uh, 10-3 news came because it's uh, the 20th year anniversary of Final Fantasy X. Dude, now, and, and just quickly, bro. yeah, before we move on, Compare 2001, 2011, and 2021, your emotional state in each year. Go. <laughs> Which was the best year for Gunter? 2001, 2011. 2000, what was I doing in 2011? My emotional state. Probably better, um, I'd imagine. <laughs> honestly, probably. 2011, I was like just near the end of university, and I was probably like so poor. Yeah, but it was good poor. Um, it was the good 2001, kind of poor. I just, I was in grade eight. And I was, like, do I have to say more? <laughs> You're like, a real loser. I just went from <laughs> I just went from top dog in primary school, like grade seven, like top dog. Yeah, we're old enough that grade seven was still primary school, and then I went into grade eight, where you are just the lowest of the low. You are the bottom feeder scum. So <laughs> yeah, yeah wasn't true. feeling great about two thousand one. Was, yeah, wasn't feeling great. Yeah, I'd say I'm probably the best now. Today aside, take today out of the <laughs> equation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look, that's uh, that's fair enough. But yeah, fuck, that was a long time ago. And you know what's interesting as well is that that's another game I never beat. And I think about, I'm like, do I ever play Final Fantasy X? I never beat it. Isn't it I interesting it's that I, it's like my favorite Final Fantasy game. And I know that's blasphemy to many. And I've never beaten it because it got too hard. Yeah. And it's funny because I bet you it isn't if you played it now. No, I think it actually is. You, it's, a, it's not even that it's difficult. It's just you have to grind. You have to grind yeah, okay. yourself up. Because there's a, like the point where you, how far did you get? Oh, God. Did you ever get, sin like, fight? inside Sin? No, it was the sucking inside part. God, that sounds weird, but that's the thing. Oh, the, the bit where you're on the man. ship and you're fighting him and he sucks yeah, you Yeah, I couldn't get So you were right that. on the cusp of it. Okay, so I got stuck on that too. The only way I got through it is I got your, your Jimbo, the summon. Yep. And he does, like, a... There's just a chance that his ultimate does a one-hit kill and you can one-hit kill Sin. And that is the only way I got through that as I reloaded that save probably, like, 40 times. Until he did his, like, Wakazashi move or whatever it was, and it one hit killed him, and it sucks you when you go inside. And then it's I funny. got inside and realized that inside Sin is so hard, and the enemies are so OP, and the bosses that are in there are just astronomically difficult. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't be in here. There's a reason I couldn't <laughs> beat that fight, and it's because I wasn't ready to beat that fight. And yeah. I got in there, I got stuck. I couldn't get out. It's funny you say that it might be blasphemy that that's your favorite one. I think that was, like, kind of the last good one. Tend to, which is I couldn't do it. 
Yeah, it's rough, but the, the combat is actually better, surprisingly. Well, the combat in 10 is just turn-based. Yeah, this is turn-based, but better. <laughs> yeah, I'll maintain... I, I, just, I, just, I just had a... I don't know what it was. I just really just couldn't do this whole, like, I just changed costumes, and, like, we're just hot chicks changing costumes. Like, that just felt weird to me, and it didn't draw me in at all. I'd love to... I'm sure this exists, but I'd love to know why they pivoted so hard. Like, like why they thought the audience for 10 would be... Not to be, like, sexist or anything, but I think most... It was dudes playing Final Fantasy X. Like, what it happened It wasn't there? even that it turned into, like, an all-women cast. That's not even what it was. It was... No, it was it... the tone. The tone was wild. Dude, know, there's, like, what's... there's a point later on, like, where there's a, a massage minigame where you are, like, Yuna and you're, like, massaging... I can't even remember someone, but it's, like, it's so weird. Like, it yeah. takes such a so, bizarre... So, 10-3 is interesting to me, but it's literally something where I'm like, well, do I have to play 10-2? Like, I don't, I don't want to. And I mean, like, yeah, that game had some... Did you ever beat, like, 15 was cool, but, like, it was really easy. 15 was cool, it was easy, and the story felt very muddly. Muddled. Well, it wasn't finished. Yeah, that was, I think that... It wasn't finished. 15 felt, like, it was crazy to me with 15, where it's like, you need to watch a movie and, like, like, read a little comic so that you understand where this game starts. Yeah, it's a lot. And even by the end of the game, you still won't understand where it ended. (laughs) It's just a lot. We're actually, in the news, I've got another, uh series jrpg series we're going to need to discuss but uh yeah, let's Final just go Fantasy. straight into some news i think we let's should just get in there we really should. we've been we've been waffling on for way too long so now let's get into the news that we care about surprising no one sony has announced that it will not be appearing at gamescom 2021 next month the german trade show is normally the largest of its kind in the world but this year will be held digitally due to the ongoing covid19 pandemic By now, PlayStation fans are used to Sony's modern tactic of leaving the limelight to its competitors, with the company holding its own state of play events throughout the year to highlight upcoming games. We have had three such events this year already, and Internet Scuttlebutt suggests that we should get at least one more, perhaps to show off the eagerly anticipated Horizon Forbidden West, which is still to come out in late 2021. Allegedly. So Allegedly. Uh, wait, didn't we get a state of play for Horizon already? I mean, I guess we did, but I, I imagine we'll get one. Like, we'll get more. It'll be a, a deeper dive, if you will. Are you the internet scuttlebutt? No, I have my little birds. I've told you about my little birds. Was it you saying perhaps to show off the eagerly anticipated Horizon? Because they've done that, dude. Perhaps to show off more in depth. Sorry, Govinda. Sorry. Everyone's a fucking critic today. Oh, uh, dude. Well, I'm sorry I have to rewrite your news because you don't know how to construct a sentence correctly. Hey. F- Wait, no, I'm so <laughs> confused. I Look, firstly, I, I think I said it last week and I'm going to reiterate this. I don't care about games you've already announced. You don't? Like, especially, the, especially the big ones, right? Like, Horizon. I'm going to get it. Like, I'm just going to get it. God of War. I don't need you to show me an event with a 15-minute gameplay demo. Like, I'm getting it. I'm buying it. Anyone (laughs) who's had a PlayStation 4 is going to probably buy that game. Like, stop marketing games to me that I'm already going to buy. Tell me. Give me the good shit. I want these, like, unannounced games. That's exactly the problem, Govinda. You are not the market for these shows. They know. They're already counting on your little 80 bucks. They want everyone else. Let me ask you a question. Who is then? Because I'm going to tell you right now, the, the, the filthy casuals out there are not watching 15-minute gameplay demos and like wanting to hear the developer explain the mechanics in the game. That is for us. Honestly, it's, it's like the, the propagation. It's like you and I will watch that and then you'll tell someone else. And be like, oh yeah, I saw this new gameplay. It looks fucking great. <laughs> I did do that. I did exactly that with Yeah, Horizon. that's... 
Yeah, that's how and it works. And then a friend was like, you should actually check this out. It's fucking pretty sick. You have a PS5. Look how good this looks. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> You're doing it for them. I mean, we do it every week on this show when we're not bashing them, but... Oh, they should pay us. I like my independence. Thank you, Govinda. I've said this before and I will say it again. I want to sell out. I don't... It's not I will. I want to sell out. <laughs> If this wants to be a PlayStation branded podcast, I'm fucking there, dude. I would love that. <laughs> uh, just as a quick aside, do you ever? Li- uh, I don't imagine you've ever listened to the official uh, PlayStation podcast. No, I have not. Like the PlayStation blog, they have like an officially branded podcast. Damn. We get some news. We could really there. pitch it. Lovely people, lovely folks. Don't mean to <laughs> throw any shade, but I cannot. I cannot help but listen to that show and just imagine like Shuhei Yoshida off screen with like a fucking loaded gun pointed at their heads. Like (laughs) there is no negativity on that show. It's just like, how great is it to fucking play PlayStation games all the time? Would you say there is some overt bias? I would say there's like some Soviet era fucking (laughs) propaganda going on. It's like, read the script. We told you. In Soviet PlayStation, games play you. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, again, how are you going to get objectivity from, you know, the company themselves? (laughs) It's pretty tough. I'm kind of sad that PlayStation's just not doing any shows and not announcing any shows. And it feels like in the last couple of years almost maybe like maybe not quite the year they stopped doing uh e3 but maybe the year after and beyond they've really disengaged with this whole like reveal event stuff yeah it's sad um e3 was horrible this year and mostly because sony wasn't there for me that's why i'm keyed in those were the announcements i wanted yeah well for Um, many reasons like i i think like there's something about the live shows on stage that i really enjoyed yeah. Because they, sure, they're spending a shitload of money. That's probably a big reason why they're not doing it. But it, like, I don't know, it had an air of grandeur to it that I really enjoyed. And I'd like anticipate, I'd be like, this is sick. And now it's just literally no face to this. It's just a generic, like, welcome to State of Play. Please be excited. And then they just play videos. And I'm like, I have nothing here. I don't know what's going on. I can't feel excitement unless I'm excited. And I'm very rarely excited. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a sad off, you know side effect of uh streaming culture like yeah they don't need to do a show anymore like it's way cheaper to do it this way nothing can go wrong really they're not doing it live they're not like having yeah. some fucking dev spout his mouth off and <laughs> go crazy right. on Does stage it mean we're out of the heyday like we're out of the golden era of gaming yeah i think we might this, be like we're into this like gen z era that i hate What's wrong with Gen Z? I'm going to send you a video <laughs> later that I saw. It was really funny, but the, the first dude in it, you just need to... Uh, that is what I hate. <laughs> and then the second guy, hilarious. But I'll, I'll send it to you later because it's really funny. As, as a real insight, I don't know if this is an American thing. Or, but do you notice that mullets are back in Australia amongst the, oh, dude. the teens? They're back hard. Do you know what an eche is? I do. I actually do know what an eche is. Yeah, yes. that's what it is, I think. It's horrific. I think that's what it is. It's <laughs> awful, dude. It's awful. I'll take our emos over this fucking Eshe shit any day, dude. Why do you... Why <laughs> must you look like a criminal? It's crazy. And I actually, like... I, I feel threatened when I see a little gang of them cruising around. <laughs> I feel scared. <laughs> fucking youths, dude. Fucking youths, man. I'm out. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, it's kind of sad. I'll, I'll be honest. Gamescom... I've obviously never been to Germany. I've never been to Gamescom, but... It was, like, less exciting than E3, for sure, like... Yeah, but, like, when we yeah. don't have E3, I'm like, oh, at least Gamescom, and then... 
Not even that one. Yeah, it's a sad time, but again, like, what? This is the new normal. Blame the disease, Govinda. Speaking of blaming the disease... PlayStation-exclusive game Ghostwire Tokyo from developer Tango Gameworks has officially been delayed. Expect the title sometime in early 2022. Ghostwire Tokyo was originally conceived by legendary director Shinji Mikami, the mastermind behind the early Resident Evil games, but Mikami resigned from the project early on, passing the reins to his protege, Ikumi Nakamura. Nakamura herself has since left the project, citing unhealthy working conditions. She has now opened her own studio, and in some respects, it sounds like he's working on a similar title. Ghostwire Tokyo was announced in 2019, and considering it has lost two leads in the last two years, it is no surprise that it has been delayed. We'll have to wait and see if this first-person caster can deliver the supernatural goods. I just coined that term. Have you, have you actually seen gameplay of this? Uh, very little bits of gameplay. I, you say you mean you coined the term supernatural caster? Like uh, the first, genre caster? No, it was an FPC. It's a first-person caster. Did you it's actually coin that? Because I'm into no, it. It's, no, it's fucking horrible. But it's, it looks like a first-person <laughs> shooter, but you're, like, casting spells. <laughs> it's like kung fu plus... I think, traditional Japanese magic and, like, Japanese ghosts. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know that it looks great. It doesn't. And this is a classic, like, Microsoft developer, hey? (laughs) People just leaving the projects and shit. (laughs) Classic Microsoft, hey? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Someone's bitter about the Outer Worlds. No, no, dude, I'm just saying. No, I'm not. It's not about that. I'm just, it's obviously, like, a shitty Microsoft developer because, like, it's published by Bethesda, obviously. Uh, (laughs) So... Yeah, obviously. It's fine. It's it's all good. It's fine. Uh, the delay it's, just seems super convenient. I'm just... <laughs> it is interesting to me uh, that Tango Gameworks, when they announced this game, they brought out Ikumi Nakamura. Do you remember that? She was, like, super bubbly and, like, fun. She was, like, younger Japanese lady. Everyone loved her. Like, she was, like, a crowd no favorite. Not even a little bit of recollection. When did they announce this? Uh, 2019. But yeah, really interesting. I think she left the company no. just a few months later. Uh, I do believe she had a had a baby in between, but she specifically cited like unhealthy working conditions in you know a statement later. Really interesting that they like made her the face of this project, and now she is gone too. Like it's not great. <laughs> it's yeah, losing it's two leads in two years isn't a great sign of things to come. Mm. Uh, who knows? Hopefully, maybe the vision behind it will be good enough. But honestly, sounds like being a game developer generally is just such a rough gig. I mean, you get to just fucking play video games all day though. How hard could it be? <laughs> Oh, nah, I don't think that's really how it works, eh? No, I don't think so either. I think it's probably soul-crushing and (laughs) deeply dissatisfying when idiots on the internet are like, oh, this game's going to be bad years before it comes out. (laughs) We can just move right along. Given the phenomenal success of PlayStation-exclusive Spider-Man from developer Insomniac Games, it should surprise no one to know that a sequel is in the works. While this may not have been officially confirmed by the studio or Sony, Actor Naji Jita may have just let the cat out of the bag. Jita posted a picture of himself in a motion capture suit earlier this week on his personal Instagram account, a post which was quickly deleted, but not before eagle-eyed PlayStation fans could see it and begin speculating. Jita is perhaps best known for portraying Miles Morales in Insomniac Games' Spider-Man series and in the standalone Miles Morales expansion. Crucially, we should all remember that before playing Miles Morales, Jita appeared as Sam in The Last of Us. With a remake of that original game supposedly in the works, it's entirely possible that Jita has returned to reprise his tragic role. How do you feel about this? If they actually do a Last of Us remake, I'm going to be so disappointed. 
it's not confirmed, but Bloomberg reported that their sources are saying it's in the works. And that's going to make me sad. Like, what a waste <laughs> of resources. That game is just fine, dude. The re- the, you cannot do a, a game, a remaster, and a remake within 10 years. You can't do it. You can't, but it, it, it makes... To be that guy, I can see the angle, right? So, it let's say it hits within six months of the HBO Last of Us series coming out. That's a great time for that remake to come out. They sell a buttload more copies. It would be worth it to them. There's going to be a lot more eyes on the franchise. You want to have it easily accessible. It is. There's a remaster and the game is still one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah, but does it run at 60, dude? I think it does. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. Yeah, That's I think what it I mean. I'm like, I'm sure, I'm sure that that game runs just fine on a PS5, even a PS4. Like, it, uh, it, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not even mad. <laughs> uh, did you know that, though? I'm like, I just threw that in there. But uh, yeah, Jita, I actually haven't played. I didn't get far enough in Spider-Man to see Miles Morales, and I haven't played Miles Morales. But did you know that... That guy was, yeah, Sam in The Last of Us. You remember him? He was the kid that got, oh, spoilers. Yeah, it's like an eight-year-old game at this point. He dies and becomes a fucking monster or whatever. He gets Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I remember that kid. Poor kid and brother. Yeah, they had a rough run. Uh, brother, actually. Oh, Sorry to be that well, fucking guy, but... Yeah, you could have just left that. I, <laughs> I'm just going to say the word brother now, and I'm going to edit it over it, and we're going to skip it. <laughs> <laughs> the power you have. <laughs> I'm banking uh, on your laziness that you won't do that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and the, mainly because I want everyone to know how fucking funny I am. So if I edit it too well, they won't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a real loss to the world. Um, I, my hope is that it's really just mocap for another Spider-Man game. And my dream is a full-length Spider-Man game that features both Spider-Man and Miles Morales. And you play as, well, both Spider-Mans is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I could see a uh, universe, if you'll pardon oh. the pun, uh, like a Enter the Spider-Verse kind of deal. Um, yeah, where, that'd be done with that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Although Intersecting stories, different Spider-Man, they will kind of meet up at some point. Inter- yeah. yeah. Honestly, just Into the Spider-Verse, the game. I'd be so down with that. that the problem with that, I don't know if you ever played that... Um, Spider-Man Into the Shadows or whatever it was. It was like... Why would I? It was not good. Yeah. Well, the problem with that was that they had... With that many Spider-Men, you have to come up with different combat systems. And you kind of like split focus. Whereas like... I don't need that many. I don't need that many. Give me like three. You know they'd give you five or something. Like three doesn't seem worth doing. Like that's not a fucking infinite multiverse if there's three Spider-Man. Yeah, no, but you just need to pick the... Well, no, it can be, though. Like, just like a dimensional shift and it's just one other Spider-Man that comes through. So you can be Peter Parker, Miles Morales and this interdimensional Spider-Man. You can do it. As a really quick aside, I'm going to badly explain this, but do you know that in the modern Spider-Man comics, Dr. Octopus became Spider-Man? I don't care. Yeah, it's a... Check it out, dude. It's pretty <laughs> riveting stuff, actually. Do these guys get in trouble for this? Did he, like, just... Oh, that was probably why the delete happened, was he yeah. did it, and then someone quickly was just like, you have to take that down now. But I even wonder if it's that. They're just like, dude, take it down. Like, I'm sure there isn't, like, a slap on the wrist or anything. Like, Tom Holland does no, this no, shit it, all the it time. Would have been. It would have been a very quick message from someone be like, please take that post down right now, please. Yeah, okay. I guess it's uh He's not getting advised. fired over it, you know? No. All right. On we go. The Persona franchise is celebrating 25 years of making some of the most stylish and thought-provoking games in the JRPG space, and in truly spectacular fashion, has announced that there are currently seven Persona projects in the works. 
Not all will be games. Some may be further anime adaptations or other media projects. Persona 4 got a musical after all. But it is very safe to assume that one of the projects to be announced will likely be Persona 6. These seven projects will be unveiled over the coming year with the first reveal slated for September. Let the rampant and wild speculation begin. Govinda, go! I want Persona 6 in me. You know what? I was writing this and I had a sad thought and here is what it is. I you won't finish Persona 5 until Persona 6 Let comes me get out. there. Let me get there. It's worse than that. I consider myself a massive Persona fan, right? I think, unlike you, I've played all of them. I've played one through five. Each and every one. And you know what? I've never beat one. And you've beat two. <laughs> you didn't beat Persona 4. No, I, I actually... Oh, dude, you're the worst, bro. I know. I got so far. And then we're not going to do it here because I don't know all the details, but I got a pretty big thing spoiled for me. And that took the wind out of the sails a little bit. Also, I was trying to platinum it and I fucked that up too. So that really hurt. I just think I can't, like, I'm never going to commit to a platinum to a game that is like 80 hours plus. I'm not doing it because it's going to say multiple playthroughs and I'm just not going to do it. Especially a Persona game because it's very much like you are going day by day through the year and it's like, oh, you missed that one day. It's gone now. Yeah, that hardcore reset trophy, do you know about that? Oh, I don't. I don't. I just don't. I honestly don't want to do it. I don't want to know about it. I just, I'm not going to do it. Um, it makes me feel good about myself to know that <laughs> I've beaten infinitely more Persona games than you have. Yeah, you've literally... <laughs> literally infinitely <laughs> Infinite. more than you have. Uh, <laughs> That's actually, how math works. When I was sort of in my mil- milieu this week, I considered dusting off the little Vita and uh, giving that a go. Can you do me a favor? Never use the word milieu again. No, actually, that didn't really bother me too much. Can you actually, mm. like, while you have nothing to do, can you just f- finish Persona 5? It's just not time. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly want I want you to not beat it until the week Persona 6 comes out. That's what my it's, want is. It would be funny for us for me to finish it because apparently, like, it's a quite a different ending with the royal content. Like, it's much expanded upon. I could have wrong information, and correct me if I am wrong, but there is no way for me just to upgrade my Persona 5 to Persona 5 Royal, right? I have to I buy the game so. again. Yeah, it's, That is the fuckiest move. It is and it isn't, because... What do you mean it isn't it isn't? Hey, Persona fans, buy the game again to get the DLC. I think you should read some reviews. You might have just, like, tuned it all out, but it's actually designed for you to replay it. It's very different. Uh, like a I, lot I of understand that, but are you telling me you can't put that into a, like a twenty dollar package that I can just buy and upgrade my? No, game? it just would. It would simply break. Like there's just what no. What do you mean it would simply break? <laughs> because there's entirely. I'm sorry, I don't think that's how things work on the internet and the computers. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, no. I just, I think I you might don't not think so, dude. Yeah, I don't know. You probably don't understand how in depth it is. Like there are entirely like if you were to just simply upload your save, it would be like cool. Well, this confidant that you have leveled up to here was introduced earlier. There's just like so oh, much I about get the that. game. I, I still don't understand why there's not something where they're like, hey, so we've updated this game, right? Mm. And so now like we're going to give you the option. You can play the Royal version. You can play the Persona version on your, when it boots up. So you can still play your old save, but it has to be on this Persona version. And here's your Royal version. And that's just a new experience altogether. But because you've already spent the fucking $120 <laughs> to buy this game, we're not going to charge you another $120 because that's Oh, absurd. sorry, sorry. We're going to yeah. just charge you $20 and you can just get an upgraded patch that you download and then you have Royal. 
Oh, yeah, sorry. I think I was taking umbrage with a different position, a- an imaginary straw man, if you will, that you had not presented. I would be. I think you do des- deserve to have the game. Like you should. They really should just give you a free upgrade. Although they not oh, even a free upgrade. Uh, I'll pay for the upgrade. Yeah, That's what yeah, I'm saying. yeah. I'm happy to pay for the DLC because there's DLC in it. It's like new characters, new dungeons. Cool. Yeah. But are you actually telling me that I have to pay? Like, as a hardcore Persona fan, yeah. I bought that day one, and now the slap in the face is like, oh, this is super replayable now. It's fucking rad. You should definitely do it. $120. Oh, sorry, I thought you were arguing that your save should just work in Royal. <laughs> oh, I don't care about my save. I'll start... Yeah. You could literally upgrade it and say, your save is corrupted and gone forever. Yeah. But you can have Royal for 20 bucks or 30 bucks. I feel like, yeah, it could just never work that way. Um, like, I want to so play much it... Different. I want to play it, but I just refuse to p- pl- pay full price for that again. <laughs> it's fucked. Yeah, but uh, I, with that aside done, this is probably going to be another stage show. Uh, there's probably going to be more anime. Should be noted, there is a full Persona 5 anime already. Um, have they done a dancing game for Persona 5 yet? They have, yeah. They have. They've already got the dancing game. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, shit. Okay, never mind. I thought they were going to do a dancing game. Uh, what was... um. Scuttlebutt. Have they done the Have they done the anime? Uh yeah, there's an anime already. I think that came so out like a, five. Yeah. It's great. Damn, dude, they're quick. What else is left? They wait, seven projects they said? Scuttlebutt, your favorite word, um, is that it'll be a fighting game, like Persona 4 Arena. Oh, if I couldn't kill us. Yeah. That that'll be one. I'm of them, a I'm a I'm a like Persona fan in that I just play the main personas and I when I say a fan, I mean from four onwards. <laughs> I'll say I'm a Persona fan in that you better fucking believe I bought that dancing game for Persona 4 and got the platy, and it was a great time. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't finished 4 or 6, let alone 1, 2, and 3. 3's great. Shame. One and two, one shame. and 2. 3's where they shoot themselves in the head. Yeah, it's so good. That's sick. It's <laughs> wish I could fucking feel that after today at work today. <laughs> Oh, that's great to go read about, about how upset people were when that game came out. Because, like, you you know, there's, like, Christian, you know, uh, personas. Like, you can summon angels and things. And, like, you know, you've got these teens just literally pulling out guns and blowing their heads out, brains out, <laughs> to summon these sacrilegious figures. Long story short, I want Persona 6 because these games are always so good. I did want to get into, into that. What, what is it going to be? So, Persona 4 was in the country. Persona 5 was in Tokyo. What do they do with it? Like, they could go back to the country, like a medium-sized town. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> what if they do, like, an exchange student thing and it's in, like, New York City? That would be fucking awesome. That's a great I know, idea. Right? I fan- I, welcome. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. You're fucking welcome. I honestly could see that being a thing. Like, Persona's only really came to prominence when it came to the West because it was... People now let's make that meta as shit and bring the game to the West. You know I'd be fucking saying? down for that. That would be, be so cool. good. Final point on that. When do you think... So this is going to happen over the next year. Uh, they'll, it'll be one announcement every couple of months, presumably. Persona 5 came out in 2017. How close do you think we are to a Persona 6? Oh, dude, do you want what I think or what I hope? Both. <laughs> what I hope for is like... They announce it as one of the first things to be announced, just to kind of, so then it like drums up excitement for the rest of the Persona announcement that's, that they're doing, and maybe one of them is like a Persona 6 anime, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping they announce it first, and they say like, holiday 2022. Yeah. What I really think it's going to be is going to be more like holiday 2023. Sorry, quick addendum. It actually came out in September 2016. 
So it was even longer ago than I thought. Oh, uh, I don't know if you have the info. Do you remember when Persona 4 came out? Not Golden, I mean Persona 4. Oh, off the top of my head, I want to say like 2007. So it sounds Let's like, what, like right. a like a six-year gap between games. And yeah, like they did release, obviously, Golden and Royal. They don't have many, many teams, but and they worked on these, you know, spin-off titles too. So this is presuming they've been at work for this whole time. Uh, 2008 for the original. So Persona 4 came out in 2008, Persona 5 in 2016. Yeah. So there was an eight-year gap between games. So I'm going to stick to what I said. I hope it comes out next year. It won't. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope it comes out next year. It so what you're definitely saying is will not. 2024. <laughs> the eight year. <laughs> I'm hoping that they've figured it out a little bit better. So I'm still going to say, oh, no, here it is. Holiday 2023 is when they announce it to come out. It will definitively get delayed until early 2024. Yeah, look, I, I, I could see that happening, unfortunately. I hope it's like they announce it early next year and we get it end of next year. That would be my dream, but... <laughs> you know, no way. <laughs> dreams are meant to go unfulfilled. <laughs> yeah, no. Sweet dreams are made of cheese. All right. Let's move into the feature of the week. Our feature of the week this week is by Chandler Wood, again, of PlayStation Lifestyle, titled Between Switch and Steam Deck, Sony needs to re-explore the handheld gaming market and a PS Vita 2. We're going to go through and read the lead again. Just the lead. We don't like to uh, plagiarize here. No, definitely not plagiarism. You should go read this yourself. It is at PlayStation Lifestyle, but we will link it in our description of the episode. That's right. And Chandler gets a repeat appearance because, frankly, this is a fantastic article. I, I loved it. I love everything about it. Uh, it makes me excited for the future, even though I kind of know in my heart that Sony is done with the handhelds. <laughs> and this will never happen for me. The PlayStation Vita was ahead of its time. Back in 2011 and 2012 when it launched, handheld gaming and console gaming were largely separate entities, and the Vita smashed the two together in spectacular fashion, promising the ability to play console games like Uncharted on the go. The tech was amazing. We got unique console-level experiences in the palm of our hands. Remote play, also ahead of its time, added yet another utility to what the Vita could do. Vita was a PlayStation in your hands. Vita was an extension of your console. Vita was life. Did you know that Vita is Latin for life, Govinda? Yeah, yeah, I did. And, and ironically, it's now dead. Yeah, it's... <laughs> is that irony? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just, you shouldn't have questioned it, just accept it. All right, all right, just all right. Just like the death of the Vita, accept it. Sad time. You and I were both proponents of the Vita, is this fair? We were proponents of the Vita. Uh, I was a big fan until I needed to buy a Nintendo Switch, and I felt like I didn't need to, so I traded it in, and I had you never got a Nintendo in? Switch. You my Vita's gone, dude. My Vita's oh. been gone a long time, and I... You know what, though? This is, I think, this sums it up nicely, is like, I just don't miss it. Yeah, look, uh, to be honest, I haven't used mine in forever, so I can understand how you got there. Well, uh, they get, like, I think Chandler late, later in this article starts talking about how, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Steam Deck in a second, but the Steam yeah, Deck yeah. is a way to play your entire Steam library on a handheld. Yeah. And I think that was something that he highlights that the Vita failed at, as opposed to being able to play your entire PlayStation library, you were stuck in a Vita ecosystem. Yeah. Well, I mean, and so in, you, you had remote part, play and stuff still. Uh, in part, like you did have your fucking PS One 
you know, classics and your, you know, PSP titles that you could play across both? I, I don't think you could cross-play them. I think they were separate saves. Interesting. I don't think I did cross-save or anything like that. Like, the only way in, in my memory that I could play my PlayStation games is with the remote, remote play. Yeah. Which was cool and rad, but it was also, like, you still, if you're internet in Australia, internet's not fantastic. If your internet wasn't fantastic, you would notice some lag for sure. I only had proper success pl- remote playing while I was in my home. Yeah. On the same too. network, rather than, like, ad hoc or whatever they would call it, like, actual remote play. Yeah. Um, so, I, look, I think the Vita had some great ideas and it was definitely probably ahead of its time, but I think there were definitely a few things the Vita didn't have functionally on it. Oh, yeah, a few the things triggers. they did leading up to the launch that really kind of squandered its potential. Yeah. It's just so sad because it's such a beautiful piece of hardware. Like, I would, in a heartbeat, I would take my Nintendo Switch and throw it in the garbage for a Vita 2. Uh, just yeah, the I, I wouldn't do that just because <laughs> I want those Nintendo exclusives and that's the only way to play them. But the, the build quality was really good. I think the OG Vita was by far the best one because it had the OLED screen. That's what I got, baby. Still but got let's, it. let's 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 uh, not hypothesize. Let's dream for a little bit about what a Vita <laughs> two would be because what it was, what they need to do is one, just completely eradicate the back touchpad. That Never thing understood was why that fucking was fucking the worst. No, I kind of get it because they needed to. They needed to make up for the fact they were missing two buttons. Three, but they bu- four have buttons. Been actually, them. they shouldn't have been missing. Exactly, them. <laughs> and that's what we're there. dreaming about. I need triggers. Yeah, I didn't even need them to necessarily be triggers, right? Well, like the buttons, I always the triggers like, that were there were soft, weird little plastic. Yeah, nubbins. something better than those, right? Obviously, just better button wise because they were loose and weird feeling. But yeah. even like on the flat side at the back, if there were buttons there, like actual buttons on the flat side, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, uh, the OLED screen was great. I think the size, personally, I think it was good. I don't think I want something as big as a Switch. That's something about the Steam Deck that I don't love. It's just gigantic, but I understand why it is. It kind of has to be. My problem there, too, is, yeah, you're right. The uh, the Vita was the perfect weight. It was a little small. I'll give it that. The joysticks were definitely a little small, and they would have yeah. to probably beef it just a little bit. The screen was a little small for me. I think with the Switch, it's a little bit too heavy, and the Steam Deck is apparently heavier again. It has to be. Well, that's concerns me because yeah i can't my little wrist can't take that shit <laughs> i'm so weak so weak but i honestly like i can't i don't think i could sit there for an hour and play the switch like with my hands just you know like sort of sitting in a chair with my hands on my knees kind of thing for an hour like I, no i can't I, I, what the thing i the problem i have with the switch is it's square and i yep. think it's the steam deck looks a little bit better like a little more ergonomic in that it slopes down on the bottom edges the bottom corners of the the device yeah um, but the the switch being square pushes into the palm of my hand while I'm playing. Yes, that's and the it thing. Kind of sucks. I've I gotta say I think I had a similar thing with the Vita though. It just seems mm. to be like that weight slight it's as maybe it, it is. was too it's, small as well. Yeah, it's like the pressure or something. Like you just yeah I don't know. That's that's kind of inherent to the handheld nature of it. Yeah, but the Vita two would need to have L3 and R3. Yeah. Because that was a huge oversight as well. I'm like, how could you not make these tiny little nub and sticks click? Yeah. So then you end up having these weird, like, touchscreen controls that no, no one ever wanted. Honestly, you could eradicate the touchscreen for me. I'm not... A, I don't need it. I hated life. it. I hated, like, getting my screen smudgy. I hate that. I'm a weird, I, Look, I didn't hate person. it. It had function. Like, I like searching something in the PS Store, like, typing in a name, or, like, just something. It has function, right? And I'm okay with that. If it's, like, just there for navigation, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. But yeah. I didn't want to have, like an actual, like, melee button on my screen. Yeah. And that is what happened a lot with the Switch. 
Oh, the Vita, sorry. So what I would need, and this isn't a big ask. This is not a big ask. I would need it to be as powerful as, I'm going to say a PS4, but ideally it would be PS4 Pro. That would really be the baseline that it would need to be. Chandler goes into this in the article a little bit, and I kind of agree with him in that, like, it actually, I think you need it to be PS5 powerful. And that's, I think, where you will, where it will fall short. Because if I can't, I have a PS5. And if I can't play my entire library and it doesn't have that like really strong ecosystem vibe where I can just play Everything. Ratchet and Clank on my on my handheld and then just go to my PlayStation, my save is already there and I can just continue playing it there. Like yep. that's what it needs to be. And I just don't think we'll ever get that. Well, we should be able to because the Steam Deck gets there. The Steam Deck is apparently comparable to an Xbox Series S, not the X. So it's it's next gen. It's capable of PS5 games. So yeah, true. It is limited to like 60 frames a second. Uh, the I'm interested in it, honestly. As someone who doesn't have a PC, I'm very interested in getting the ability to play games on PC where yeah. I can connect it to my monitor or, or, or a TV and I can play PC games and I can hook it up to a keyboard and a mouse and I essentially have a tiny little portable PC, which yeah. sounds actually sick. It's cool as shit. Like, I love everything about this. You know that we can't get them in Australia, right? I imagine they are going to be scalped for years. Yeah, like, it'll be... Good luck getting one. We'll get we'll get them sometime next year. Like, these are meant to launch in December in the States and yeah. the UK. Well, look, there's one thing that's doing really well. You've got three storage capacities, 64 gigs, 256 and a 512. But yep. then you can also get the uh, micro SD cards. They probably need to be a certain speed just for load times. But you can get them to expand your storage, which is really cool. Yeah. And that is another area where the Vita failed so, so miserably. Do you remember what they did? Oh, yeah. And Chandler gets into it. The proprietary memory cards. Not only that it was proprietary Sony, like, memory cards. I think it was actually called memory cards. They announced that you needed them, like, two weeks before it launched. That's right. Yeah, that was like a They didn't tell you until it launched that you had to buy proprietary memory and they were exorbitantly priced. And they never came down. They were always They never came down. And it was just such a sneaky move and it was obviously sneaky. And it was like, I already had my pre-order for mine. And then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, (laughs) sorry, that's another $150 for a memory card. (laughs) Was it that? much it was something ridiculous yeah and i didn't even i, I was like i can't oh, afford you know it so i got a sh- I, I got a small like 16 gig i think you're right i think there was like 70 us dollars and that time the dollar was so strong it was like double here in australia <laughs> it was it's like- not even the dollar thing like the dollar doesn't even matter like that's why i'm looking at these prices because right now in the us to pre-order 64 gigs is 399 it's 529 for a 256 gig and it's 649 for a 512 if you remember the ps3 launched at i think 599 us which ended yeah. up being $1000 in australia yeah they were crucified for that which means that that 64 gig version is probably going to be what you're paying for a ps5 yeah 399 <laughs> Um, and then if you want to get a 512 gig version, you are going to be paying over $1,000, I reckon. Like, it's going to be brutal. And that's the point where I'm like, eh, I might just build a PC. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there's certainly like a... I think that's kind of their interesting selling point. So for me, I did build a PC. So this has a weird utility now. Like, I don't need the fucking biggest storage one. I would probably get the middle one and I have a built-in library. It's almost like this is marketed for people that have PCs. This is why I think the Steam Deck is super interesting is because I actually think it's not the opposite, I, but I don't think the main audience is people with PCs. I think like I'm the main audience. 
I like playing games. I'm pre- I'm predominantly like in a Mac e- ecosystem. Yeah. I say predominantly, but like I'm a hundred percent in an Apple ecosystem. Yeah. And I can't really play games unless I boot camp my Mac, but that's frustrating and annoying. Yeah. And I don't want to deal with drivers and I don't want to deal with all that random shit you deal with with Microsoft. Mm. And so this is a really nice way for me to be able to play PC games on a screen. Yeah. Decently for not crazy amounts of money, which, okay, well... <laughs> subjectively not crazy amounts of money. I guess this is why this thing is going to fucking clean up because we both see ourselves as the target audience for it. Like, this kind of appeals to everyone. Surprisingly, too, because Steam has released a couple of things that just have not hit, and this is the one that does. And I think the draw is that your Steam library can just be on there. I don't have a huge Steam library, but I do have some stuff in there, and it's even just off the bat, it means that I can buy this and not necessarily need to buy anything else and already have stuff I can play. Yeah, uh, the the downside I see is that a lot of the stuff that I would want to play is actually yeah. not in Steam. Really? What's that? You mean like there's Epic? Like, or, well, stuff. there's Epic, there's Origin, um, and whatever. I forget what Battle.net. Oh, so, sorry. Um, we haven't talked about this too much. So, the whole thing is that this thing is open-ended. You can install the Epic Game Store on it. Oh, dude. Okay. Yeah. yeah like they've thought I of, didn't know that. That's good. Yeah, they've thought of everything. Like, this is really going to be... That's actually so sick. Because I, I assume Valve is doing it, so I assumed it was just like a Steam <laughs> deck. It's called a Steam deck, so I it assumed is, it was yeah. Steam deck. Honestly, this is as far away from an Apple product as you can ma- like imagine. This thing is designed to be you know, tinkered with. You can put Linux on this thing. All right. I uh, I have grievances with that statement. You can, I can do a lot with my Mac. I can yeah. run Windows and Linux if I want to. I just don't want to go through the fucking hassle, okay? All right. All right. All right so <laughs> I, I take umbrage with that and I feel personally attacked. And you should. Okay? Uh, you should. Because you should only use Apple Go update phones. a fucking driver, dude. Go update a fucking driver. I, it's funny because, like, again, I'm not much of a PC guy, but the driver thing is not a big deal anymore. I know, They've it's just the only thing I can think of to give you shit about. Yeah. That and the, cl- the constant, like, your computer's going to restart for an update. And you're like, no, no. Yeah, and then We just also... turn it on and it's just like, it's updating now. And you're like, I didn't, I didn't want it to, but it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, something that concerned me a little bit. LCD. What kind of screen is that? That's not as good as OLED, right? It's not as good as OLED, but I think that's most likely to keep those costs down a little bit because OLED is still not everywhere and it's still probably more expensive. Mm. Uh, honestly, your all your monitors are LCD. Like, you're fine. I only mentioned that. The only that. thing... Oh, sorry, you go. Yeah, no, uh, just it actually hasn't come up yet, but uh, the Switch is getting a redesign and the only thing they're changing is to an OLED screen. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. I honestly haven't looked too much into it because I just don't see myself buying another Switch for nothing because it feels Uh, to me like nothing. It is nothing. It's literally the screen. They've confirmed there will be no technical redesign. Even the battery life is... Surely the battery life... So, do you know what an OLED does? No, it's... I thought it was just glass (laughs) as opposed to plastic. It does something different than LCD in that it will turn off pixels to make them black rather than showing you blackness, like lighting up black. Yeah. So what happens then is you get better contrast because your blacks are pure black. Hmm. So that you get better picture quality that way. And other, there's obviously other benefits to it as well, like better colors and whatever. Um, but what that means is that when you do have black on the screen, you're actually saving power because the pixels are not taking power. Oh, interesting. Whereas on my LCD, LCD screens, the black pixels are still getting powered to show black. Uh, and so, nah, that's just a, it's a way you can say battery life, technically. So I'm wondering if the Switch will have better battery life. I've never heard that explained. That was actually, like, technically sound, and I feel like I learned something. <laughs> <laughs> I know some things, dude. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Um, no, honestly, this, um, this Steam Deck, these 
the specs look pretty decent. The one concern that I have, and it seems to be pretty u ubiquitous across the internet, is the battery life does sound very possibly average. Uh, questionable at best. Two to eight hours, depending on what you're doing. Yeah. And then it said like four to six hours if you limit it to 30 frames a second. But it doesn't sound fantastic. But again, if you, if you own a Switch, you're used to it. It's kind of like we just said before, this essentially limits this thing to being like the Vita. Like you can't really... Well, that was remote play, I guess. But like, you know, you can't really take this out of the home. You're not going to the park and just like hanging <laughs> out with this thing. It's uh, I, You could for an hour or two. Yeah, all the games you want to play, they're going to sit on that two hour uh, minimum Oh yeah, spec. like three it's, maybe if you put yeah. it on 30 frames a second. Oh, uh -huh. look, I, I'm very inter interested in the Steam Deck. Yeah. Uh, I have zero hope for a Vita 2. I, oh, okay, no. <laughs> I have a hope for it. I have zero expectation for a Vita 2. And I will not buy a Switch, whatever they're calling it. Uh, OLED. I think it's just Switch OLED. Ah, okay, no. Not a chance <laughs> I'm spending another $400 on a Switch that I don't touch. I guess to wrap it up, I, I definitely would buy a Vita 2 if it, if it was a thing. Like, again, if they could just, if it could exist in Depends its own what ecosystem. It like, yeah, if it could just have, like, a cross-media bar, it's got all my PS4, PS5 games. That's uh, what I mean. Like, not in its own ecosystem, but, like, if it was part of the ecosystem yeah, sorry, seamlessly, that's what I mean. yeah. 100% I would get on board with that. Uh, I just don't see that happening. Well, the Steam Deck will kind of be the canary in the coal mine. Like, if this thing fucking crushes, I think suddenly there is a chance we could be looking at a second Vita. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Um, and it probably will crush, because it sounds appealing to me, and... That's a decent sign that someone's going to want to buy it. And we'll see. These pre-orders are going to go quick. The other thing is, like, Nintendo has really kind of, like, shot its wad a little early. Like, if this is their mid-gen redesign, they're not putting out a pro version. Like, this is it. Uh, no, 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 no. I think you're, you're reading too much into that. I think it was something along the lines of, we have no plans to release another version of the Switch right now. Yeah, that so doesn't it could be say a, anything about the future. They're like, uh, this why is would the you, Switch Pro, it's not a Switch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why would you shoot yourself in the foot by saying you're going to release a Pro Switch when you've just released this OLED version? Like, you're just not going to do it. So yeah. I, I think they will update it. I'd say in the next two years, within the next two years, I'll do an update for it. But at that point, like, it's due for another Switch. But yeah, even then, it's like, then they're, they're already a full generation of power behind. Like, the Nintendo Switch is barely... It's not even a PS4 equivalent. It doesn't need to be. And they, it that's doesn't what, need they to be. They don't, they don't give a shit. It doesn't need to be. They, they, their games don't require it to be. Like, PlayStation requires power for their I actually, games. I disagree. I think there was such a backlash to that, whatever the fucking latest Pokemon was. That thing looked terrible. And people realized this That's not this because time. it couldn't be better. That's because was... the Pokemon company doesn't give a fuck, dude. They yeah. print money with those games. They can make any Pokemon game, and it will be a best-selling game on that console. They don't care about the player. I They're think just they'll... like, just churn them out. I think we'll start to see it. Like, outside of Mario and Zelda, even, like, you know, the Fire Emblem Three Houses looked... Like, it just looks so old. <laughs> it's like... I guess, but at no point is that art style ever going for, like, high-performance realism, high-fidelity. Mm. It's never been that. So, I don't think they really need to. Either way, I'm definitely not buying the Switch. I'm possibly buying the Steam Deck, and I'm going to keep crossing my fingers for a Vita 2. Yeah, look, we should wrap this up. But I, I will be very interested to see how the next year plays out and uh, whether Sony takes notice. Uh, I hope you do. I hope you do. Kavinda, where can the good people find us? 
Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Long Live Pod. Uh, feel free to send us a DM. Slide into those DMs, actually. <laughs> you should do it. Right on in there. And uh, please keep the uh, Apple uh, iTunes reviews coming. They've, uh, again, slowed to a little bit of a trickle, and I'd like to see some solid growth in there. Please and thank you. It's all Kel has to live for. Please give him that. That is it for this episode of Long Live Play. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Goodbye.